Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 418. We are at Podcast Sucks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And I apologize to the giant white bar on the right, left-hand side of the screen where you can barely hey. see the text. Not you, the other white bar. <laughs> for some reason, for some reason, when I was doing the pre-show setup, um, it wouldn't show our complete rundown, so that's all we got. So I was hoping, like, in as we would go live, it would fix itself, so I don't know what's going on. But it don't matter, because this weekend, my machine is going to have... A thorough cleanup, so maybe whatever whatever's going on in the background will fix whatever it is. So you know that's kind of how we do around here. So hi Twitch, hi everybody. <laughs> oh man, ah, uh, we are live week of August thirteenth, two thousand nineteen, right here on Twitch TV. Ah, uh, we're here live Tuesdays at nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also find us at live.vognetwork.com. If you head over there, there's a pop-up viewer where you can watch us. Also, you can find us directly at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Thank you to the amazing people there that host us, and we're proud to be a part of the Vogue Network, which is the Voice of Geeks Network. And you can also find us at our own page at twitch.tv slash anime jam session. On top of that, we have a Discord. So swing by at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Join us. All the shows that are currently... Part of the Vogue Network has a channel, so swing by, come check it out. Leave some news, we might, we may pick it up and run with it, you never know. So, how is everybody doing tonight? Uh. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. <clears throat> I, I kind of agree, only because, you know, during the summertime, I have to do the show with the windows and the doors open, because... If I run the air conditioner, you hear it, and it's just, oh, God, you know? But I will say, what's interesting is that while we do this, the setup, I, I am in a basement apartment, studio, whatever. So you can hear my upstairs neighbors walking back and forth at their power walking, running. There's a house that's, I'd say, maybe roughly six feet across from me, and we share a walkway. Sometimes you can hear the kids running around down there, and the doors and the windows are closed, so I, I, I don't know. I do know sometimes the first and second floors, the windows are open towards the back, but that. Either that, you hear the barking dog, and it's like... And I hope and pray that when I do the edits, nobody hears this, because there's no way of editing that stuff out. <laughs> oh, man. And TheoX75 says in our chat room that he is having an epic day. Well... I'm glad you're having an epic day, because I had a pretty epic day today with a great compliment from work, but I'll just leave it at that. So, enough about that. Um, we're going to go around the room with, how was your week? How was your day? Ari. Uh, it's mostly been work-related stuff, yeah. and it's just been really... I've got a whole bunch of things, you know, on my mind that are just grinding me down and just wearing me out. It's making me just... It's just really, you know, dragging me down, like ruining shit for me. It's just not fun at all. 
I feel you, man. But the thing is, you got to stay positive. On the plus side, the weather is getting a little bit better. Mm. I mean, I saw NXT uh, TakeOver last, like, on Saturday. Yeah. But I didn't bother with uh, SummerSlam because it didn't really interest me that much. You know, I actually forgot it was SummerSlam because I was actually out with a friend. I'm going to get into that on my weekend day, so, you know. Fairly certain you didn't miss anything. I don't... I don't think there is a wrestling pay-per-view I don't really miss. So. Mm. Mako, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, my weekend was good. My day was meh. And hopefully the rest of the week goes quickly because I want to get back to doing more nothing. You slack-jawed bum. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I have shit to do around the um, around the apartment, mostly my room, that I will be touching on probably the next three or so weeks. So makes sense. If you, I mean, if you look behind me, there's a pile that's been sitting there for a while. I actually need to get around to it. You know, like there's my pile of white clothes I I washed on Saturday on Sunday. I actually need to fold and put away, and then there's other stuff around me. So I got it eventually take care of it <clears throat> well my weekend day has been pretty interesting um went to a pool party with some friends and had a good time and then i had to and normally i would just stay out there but then i end up doubling back to new back home to new york because a friend of mine uh rebecca i hadn't seen her in about maybe 15 years she relocated to L.A. for work, got married, and got a pretty awesome job. And she was in town because of work. So Sunday, we met up with a friend, and we went to this uh, a Michelin star sushi restaurant. Maybe it's so I my, guess it was good? Uh, it was good, but I'm just saying, knowing my palate and my price, I probably would have been just as happy if we went to a hole in the wall in, um, in Chinatown somewhere or something like that. You know, and then after that, uh, she was like, she wanted a, a knish. And I'm just like, I don't know of any place around here that has knishes. But I was like, what about pierogies? Food, uh, food carts, I guess, might have them. Most of the food carts are halal food. So it's far and few you'll find one that with, with knishes. Because Rebecca, she's... Gotta go down to Coney. Well, she was, she was down to Coney Island on Saturday. And I was just like, well, you know. And I actually know higher, higher concentration of the Jewish neighborhoods, I would assume. Yeah, but I actually don't know where to find a good niche around here. Bagels, yes. Niches, not so much. So I was like, "Well, how about pierogies?" And she's part European, you know, Eastern European, Ukrainian. She was like, "Sure." So I took her to Veseleska. It's like a very popular Ukrainian, Eastern European restaurant. It's been around for at least. 60 years. I've eaten there a couple times and it's really good. So she got some pierogies to go. We went and I took her back to the, to the train station. We went our separate ways from there. So it was fun to catch up with her. Hopefully she'll be back out this way again and we can have some more time, more shenanigans and I can take her to the way station. So that would be awesome. Ah, so that's basically has been our weekend day. Uh, next up is weekly nerd swag so if it'll refresh there we go 
I mean, you can you can kind of see it in the upper right hand corner with the white background. I am so sorry about that. I should actually see if I can actually change the text of that color. Oh God, that, that looks so bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so. Weekly Nerd Swag is every week we show off something nerdy from our collection of geekery stuff. And it can be non-geekery stuff. It's just something cool that we we have. So while I kind of figure this out in the background, Ari, what's your Weekly Nerd Swag? Um, well, uh, it also cues, also, um, I guess, correlate, like, ties into a, a purchase mm -hmm. I just made. I bought a Fire Emblem Three Houses for the Switch. I've been really getting into it, and uh, so I got this right here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not really into, like, collecting a whole lot of, like, amiibos and shit like that. Mm hmm Mostly because I've seen how people go fucking nuts over them, and it's just like, ugh. Okay, I'm just gonna... It's like, you know where the lines are, so, uh... Yeah, just don't want to cross those lines into the fucked-up weird fans. Mm. But, uh, anyway, the story of this is... Um, you know, what a big amiibo craze was just starting to hit a couple years ago. Right. Like, this was, like, one of the only ones I wanted, Marth, from uh, Fire Emblem. Right. And, uh, couldn't find it anywhere. So, uh, you know, I had just forgotten about it. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna see that again. Oh, well. And, uh, like, that Christmas, a friend of mine had said, yeah, I, I ordered your gift, but it's still in Japan, and it's gonna take a while to get here. Mm-hmm. And then I get it, and I open it up, and it's this straight from Japan. Nice. Mm -hmm. and Very nice. Marth, is, Marth has been my main in uh, Smash Brothers since uh, Brawl. When I did, when I played melee without accepting that they beat Kirby to death with a Nerf bat. Well, could be worse. You could be a Street Fighter Five player. Depends on who you're, again, depends on who you're playing. <laughs> okay, Mako-chan, what's your weekly nerd swag? So, my weekly nerd swag is um, I collect pop figures. Uh, specifically, I collect figures of either, you know, cos like characters that I've cosplayed or characters that I want to cosplay or things like this, uh, you know, comedians, musicians that I have seen. Um, so Gabriel Iglesias ended up putting out his own pop figure. It is number one in the comedians collection. Uh, and what a bitch to get. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, the thing is, he basically had been putting on his Facebook, um, you know, trying to pimp out that he was getting a pop figure, that they were making pop figures. So for almost a month before he actually put it live, he had been pimping out on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then he, you know, wrote on Facebook that they went live on his shop and only on his shop. Well, I don't think he realized just how many people would want one, so it crashed his site. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so he ended up basically deleting all of the purchases and then saying that he was just going to randomly put it back up at some point, not announce it, um, just to 
you know, so it was a first come first serve and hopefully wouldn't, you know, destroy everything this time. Well, I couldn't sleep one night and just decided on a whim uh, to check his site. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, the pop figures were up. So I'm on my phone. I can't get through. I messaged Ranma because he wanted one too. And I'm like, they're on his site. They're live. My phone isn't going. So I know he was trying mm-hmm. and then ended up having to finally basically save it in the cart and then try and purchase it in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said he didn't know if it went through because he never got an email. And then uh, Gabriel ended up putting on his Facebook that, you know, things had sold and everything was sold out. And it was in those comments that I found out that people that had purchased them um, never got a confirmation email, but they did have their money removed from the bank account. So I uh, told him what was going on. And lo and behold, I have a fluffy pop figure. Yeah. <laughs> to go a, a little bit into detail, when Mako-chan told me, I went and I bought it. I kept trying to add it to the cart, add it to the cart, and I eventually got it. I opened another browser and tried to do it there, too. Eventually, I got it in the cart to buy, and it just kept timing out. So I just said, you know what? Fuck it. I left it in the cart, went to bed, got up the next day, placed the order. I was able to push the order through, and I actually screen-capped my order number just to have it on the safe side. And while we were out at BronyCon, the package was delivered. Unfortunately, it was left on my... Uh, stoop, and the weather was kind of iffy while we, while we were gone, but thankfully, the pop figures itself were in nice and neat condition, pristine, and I dropped them into those pop sleeves. <laughs> thankfully, I had some extras. And speaking of pops, I'm going to show off one of my pop figurines that I that I got. Let me see if I can put it over here. Yeah. You can't see it too because of the light reflection, and I apologize for that. But this is my MLP Spike Funko Pop that I got from Hot Topic that is signed by Kathy Wesseluck, the voice of Spike from My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. And for those of you who didn't know, she is also the voice of Shampoo from Ronma One Half. So I was really humbled by that, and that was really fun. So I have that pop autographed. There were a couple of others I wanted autographed, but those voice actors and actresses weren't there. So I was like, well, I'll just have to keep tabs on the local convention circuit around here, and if they happen to show up, I'll pack it up and bring it along. And this will go on top of my display case where the rest of my autographed pops are. I actually have one that's not autographed. Um... Ochaka Urakawa from My Hero Academia. That's still in the box. I have not taken that out, and I don't think I'm going to take that out. I'm just going to just leave it in the box, sealed, waiting for a signature. So, And what's interesting is that one of my friends, she has this massive... She has a massive Sailor Moon collection, so you'll probably see it floating around. And her Venus collection is basically twice as big as mine. And I respect that. In her collection was a Sailor V Funko Pop. But I'm just like, how the fuck do I not have this? 
<laughs> so Mako-chan is telling me, I think you have that. And I'm like, I don't. And she's like, I linked you to it. I'm like, I don't remember. So her, she links it to me on Amazon. I throw it in my cart. And I'm just like, I'm just going to sit on this till payday. So I I had gone over to my display case to, you know, to, uh, to you know, wipe down the front glass. And I happened to look up at the top of my display case where I keep all of my autograph pops. Now, right up there, next to the bootleg card captor soccer figurine that I have, is an autograph Sailor V Funko Pop with Shami Lay's autograph. But I will say, this is not the first time I've kind of fell on myself in a similar situation. It's like for like for about a year, year and a half, I kept seeing this Figure Arts Zero Venus uh, figurine from Sailor Moon Crystal. And I'm just like, I want it. And I look at the price, it's almost 300 And then it's like, I look over at my display case and I go, oh, wait, I have it already. It's in the back. And I think what throws me off is how they describe it. And I'm just like, wait. I have this already. I have all of the figure arts of Venus Sailor V, and I'm good. Actually, what's not in there is a Sailor V figure arts, and I have a, and I have that in a box, autographed. I have another friend who's bringing me one that I'm going to take out and put on display. So, so enough about that. Enough about our nerdy shit. Let's get into some more nerdy shit. Why we do this show? Uh, we're going to talk about World Cosplay Summit. Now, we covered this briefly, I believe, last week, you know, for news, you know, while we talked about con- uh, conventions and so forth. So, if you didn't know by now, um, Australia won World Cosplay Summit 2019. We came in second, and France came in third. So, I like to say to Wiru and Kay, uh, the champs, congratulations. Your cosplays are amazing. Keep up the awesome work and just keep doing what you're doing so freaking well. But here is some more information as well. It seems that WCS gave out special awards named after event sponsors. China walked away with the Air Asia Award. Chile walked away with the Futaba Award. America got the Biore Award. It's like as if they're trying to tell American cosplayers something. And Germany claimed the Brother Award cool. Now, for a little bit of information, this has been going on for about 16 years. It started in 2003. Basically, cosplayers from around the world will go to their local conventions to compete, and if they're good, they will qualify and represent their country at the World Cosplay Summit. Last year, you had 38 different countries and regions uh, competing for basically the biggest cosplay trophy in the in the friggin' hobby. So, and if you're wondering, yes, WC, WCS is cosplay's equivalent to the WWE. I'd like to see somebody come out with a chair and crack a cosplay upside the head doing a wrestling cosplay, but I ain't holding my breath on that. Uh, Just saying. I know, but WWE, I'm like, oh, that's a poor choice. That's a... I'm not sure if that's supposed to be a compliment or not. <laughs> it's however you take it. Now, Bob Coffee asks, is that the highest U.S. has placed? Actually, yes. This is the highest America has placed. We have come in third before. We've come in second place before. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like, um, 
like the team is being coached by Pat Riley, who used, who used to be for the for the Miami Heat. You know, he'll get you. He won't get you the title, but he will get you to the playoffs. You know, it's something. <laughs> okay, e- e- enough about that. So there is a local convention, science fiction convention in New England area called Aresia. They've been around for quite a while, and it's like the area sci-fi con. It's like a winter sci-fi equivalent to Dragon Con. I've been meaning to hit it up from time to time, but I don't really do sci-fi cosplays, and I'd rather not go there doing video game or anime cosplays. I mean, the closest I could probably do is Ghostbusters Luigi, which which would work. But it looks like they have... There's been some issues going on with that con, and Mako, could you tell us, can you kind of give us a summary of what happened with this con? It looks like they got penalized for doing the right thing. Um, yes and no. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, this whole thing with Aresia is why conventions stay where they are even though the location sucks. Mm-hmm. Um... Basically, Aresia was contracted with a particular set of hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one was uh, the Westin. The other was uh, Aloft, which is also owned by the Westin. Um, but basically, the Westin was going through, I guess, contract negotiations mm-hmm. that ended up in... Um, oh, yeah, they're both Marriott-owned. Mm. Um, but basically, they were going through some sort of negotiation, which ended up in a strike. Um, the problem is, uh, instead of actually, you know, dealing with it, Arisha didn't want to cross the picket line right which you know good for them but they have a contract and they just assumed that they would be able to break the contract because of the uh uh everything going on unfortunately uh the day after they had announced that they were changing location to Park Plaza. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very next day that they announced that and everything was settled, the strike was over. <laughs> um, That's just poor timing. I know. Yeah. Uh, so basically what they were attempting to do uh, was a force majeure, which basically... If they had taken action within the first 10 days of the strike, stating that because of the strike, they didn't want to mess around with anything, um, basically their contract would have held that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they made the decision to change 44 days after the strike started. I've heard of, you know, kind of like sitting on your butt and just kind of waiting things out. But, you know, I don't think I would have waited that long. I mean, in a way, I don't blame the con for waiting that long. But at the same time, it's like, you see what's going on here. 
get out while you have that that window of opportunity. Yeah. Um, So basically, because one of the hotels was the convention hotel and the other hotel was the overflow hotel, they had a contract for both. Um, They ended up losing both of the uh, legal issues Mm. and got hit with almost $125,000 in judgment. And is this coming from like a labor relations board or? Um, I don't think so. This is strictly because of breach of contract. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so yeah. So, uh, the arbitration judge awarded a loft $44,417 and 50 cents and then tacked on $16,731.71 in fees and interest. Sheesh. And then, again, these are two separate arbitrators, two separate judges, um, because each hotel sued for breach of contract separately. Um, so the Westin was awarded uh, 50Ks, uh, 50K with fees and interest yet to be decided. Mm. Um, so Arija is hoping to meet some of the uh, monetary loss with a fundraiser that it's planning. Um, as of right now, the 2020 con is going and is going at the Westin. Uh, they have already announced guests on the website. So... At this point, there's no freaking telling what the hell is going on. You know, I mean... We may end up with some really bare bones, you know, stripped stripped down a convention next year, huh? Um, possibly. But, I mean, you you never know with these... But Arisha's been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, look what happened yeah. to Icon. It's like it was Long Island's biggest science fiction convention, and shit happens in the con is basically gone. Yeah. Let me see if I can find. How long? Yeah, um, so as of right now, Aresia 2020 is happening January 17th through the 20th. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. You know, they've still got their website up. They've still got things going. It's uh, looks like the inaugural, uh, the very first convention was held in 1990. Ooh! Damn! It's older than I thought it would be. Yeah. So, yeah. I was going to say, wow. I wonder if they'll try to, uh, you know, ask congoers for uh, their donations to help them out. It's, it's not unheard of. It's not unheard of, and basically they've stated that if everybody that is, you know, going to Arisia 
that has gone to um, has been on their Facebook, all of that. If they all donated ten dollars, they would basically be halfway to where they needed to be. So, I mean, if everybody that actually loves this convention really wants to see the convention go, really wants to help it out of its issues, you know, once they get this whole thing set up, you know, they'll announce it all over the place to please donate. Um, but that's up to you guys. I've seen conventions that mm -hmm. have asked for donations burn, so... Yep. Uh, there have been there was one con that we went to where they they started taking donations for the following year because they got screwed by staff and hotel and that was like yeah well they didn't get screwed by the hotel it was this more was the staff con. yeah and basically uh, the co-chair and half of the staffers left and the co-chair left with all of the money mm-hmm. So when the con chair that was there was being asked, you know, where's the money, he was screwed because he didn't have any money to pay for everything going on right then and there. Um, by the end of the weekend, he did raise enough money uh, to pay for that weekend's convention, but with promises of badges and rooms even uh -huh. for the following year and unfortunately nothing came of that so everybody lost their money and they were trying to do a fundraiser to get the entire cast of Evangelion together I'm just like yeah this no no Cowboy Bebop I'm just like yeah mm -hmm. this ain't gonna work yeah I mean I enjoyed the year that we ended mm -hmm. up going to that convention but at the same time you know, I didn't enjoy it enough to start handing over a crap ton of money for the next year. I wasn't planning on it either. Yeah. That's a, me, I'm just like... God. You know, I got nothing. Let's move on to more controversial bullshit, all right? <laughs> Ari, yeah. pl pl please fetch this one, please. I see what you did there. <laughs> On this edition of Why the Fuck Would We Have to Report This, <laughs> <laughs> um, someone, like, people were speculating that the uh, live-action Cowboy Bebop on Netflix was going to have a dog breed other than Welsh Corgi for Eid. But no, uh, Christopher Yost had a uh, sorry, executive producer and writer Christopher Yeos confirmed on Twitter that it was always going to be a Walsh Corgi. Like, like nothing's changing that. Uh, so yeah, they have they announced the cast of the ten episode live action series with uh, in April. John Cho will be Spike, Mustafa Shakir will be Jet, Daniela Pineda will star as Faye, Alex Hussey will be the Vicious. Huh, nothing about it yet. See now, he here's the thing. Weeks ago, probably months ago, when doing the when going through the outline of news articles, the original story came across our feed. I never I never put it up for us to talk about it because it was from an unknown, unverified source. I mean, there are a lot of blogs out there that will post news and stuff like that. Like, 
oh, we're finally getting Penny and Stocking 2. And you click on it, and you've, it's clickbait. Mm-hmm. And the article is basically them talking about a possibility or a what if or something like that. Or assuming because of what somebody said. I hate sites like that, and you people should be hit with a th- with a two by four. Actually, you should be hit by a three by five because a two by four is too good for you. Huh. <clears throat> but, and I can say this had to be a sl- probably a slow news day for Anime News Network, who brought this story out mm-hmm. because the tweet came out back on May fifth. Oh yeah, it's August. Mm-hmm. Had to be a slow day. Actually, it wasn't. Oh? What makes you say that? No, just a lot of the stuff that gets put onto ANN doesn't make it on here because it's stupid. Well, that too. But they're not lacking in news. Mm. They're well, lacking in good authors, but... Well, you know, I mean, A&N did start as a fan blog, and here we are. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, if you want to be here, you, you want to be a little bit higher. Just a little bit tall. Just a little, just a sketch. Just a sketch. <laughs> I shouldn't even be mocking them like that, because they've given us some great stuff over the years. Alright. Now that we got that out the way, and and one of the things, what's interesting is, I had heard that, oh, the reason why Ayn's not going to be a corgi, because corgis are hard to train. And I take that at face value, because I am a cat person. I'm under the guise that any dog or any pet can be trained at a very young age, so... It is Corgis are one of the most intelligent breeds out there. Yes. It's not that they're difficult to train. It's just that they understand more than you can think of. They're mm-hmm. like very large cats. Yeah. And they basically go, I know that's a clicker. I know you have a treat. So just give me the treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding. Queen Elizabeth, the train, the uh, the train, Ein. Yeah, and then we find at the end of Sword and Shield, she's the final uh, Pokemon master. <laughs> Champion of the league is going to be based on her. Yes, her legacy goes on. Well, there's already a corgi-looking Pokemon, and it's and it's an elect, and it, I think it's electric type. I think it so. is a corgi with electric abilities, and yes, the queen mum in the game favors that Pokemon. Because, <laughs> of course. I just love that there's a kiss Pokemon now. Rock and roll all night and party every day? I'm so amused by that. <laughs> or this one being that someone flown around from Family Guys, it's Noah going to... A Pikachu and Hamtaro is going, what the hell is this? I've seen that, yes, yes. Dude, it's got hangry mode. <laughs> you have no idea when I saw that, I thought the entire thing was something off of the onion. <laughs> this time, on today's... all of that crap on there, I, I had to double check all of the sources on these videos, and I'm like, this shit's real. 
on today's episode of Not the Onion. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, Ranger Serena says in our chat room at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session says, Bebop is great. I hope they do the show some sort of justice. Given the teams that are working on this, I tend to think so. And I think if it's going to go to a clusterfuck, I think Shinshiro Watsonabi is going to raise up his fist and be like, no. But let's get back on track of things. And, you know, we're going to talk about a, I guess, ripping off or professionally copying. This happens a lot more than you think. Anywhere from, like, you know, I'll adjust the hairs, adjust the colors, change the outfit a bit. Nobody know the difference to just outright copy and pasting it and just selling the shirt or selling the artwork on your site, you know? In other words, when you see all those fancy artworks at comic conventions, you might want to double check before you drop down 50 bucks. I just saying. So there's a music artist by the name of Billie Eilish, and I have no idea who this person is because I don't think I've listened to regular modern terrestrial radio in God knows how long. And when I do, I'm always listening to something from the 90s or something like that because to me, that's when music was music. Whatever. Uh, she's got a very niche following. Has to be. I think like two, but, two people on Facebook she's follow she's becoming her. more mainstream. Um... I don't go out to actually listen to her, but having listened to her because I've seen, you know, her po- like pop up, mm-hmm. uh, her music's not horrible. I will take a maybe I'll take a gander and see, you know, I, I'm very finicky about what type of modern music I listen to. So, I mean, the most modern music I listen to now outside of uh, alternative is the soundtracks from the show um, Empire, but. That's a story for another time. So, Eilish's team unveiled um, a hoodie for her for, for merch for sale on her site. Now, if you look at it, it's four very busty girls in different bikinis and black hair with blood behind it and kanji. Now, if you look at the image, you'd swear up and down down it looks very familiar and that's because it does when this was revealed social media quickly to point out that this looks like fan art based off of artist makoto kurakawa and makoto kurakawa's original work is the same girls but with purple hair and green eyes nozomi tojo from love live so the thing is, for those of you who don't know, Kurakawa is a very popular artist on Twitter with over 45,000 followers. Fans have linked Eilish's product, like the, the images of her hoodie and her merch, directly to his account so that they so he knows what's going on. Now, the, the art, the, this, this hoodie is being sold at a place called Siberia, uh, through a fashion house called Siberia Hills. I'm assuming they have a local place in L.A. where you can buy this, but whatever. Smacks of cheap Russian bootleg. I don't think it's cheap Russian bootleg per se. It's just cheap. So that's what I think it is. It's just cheap. You're just being quick, lazy, quick copy-paste, putting it together and calling it a day. 
There has uh, there has been no comment from Eilish's uh, team, which runs the web store, or Siberia Hills. But what's interesting is that uh, a known British YouTuber known as Phase K released a line with Siberia Hills earlier this year. Now, the artwork shows two anime characters in military gear, and some have said that one of the characters on the right looks looks to be taken and just modified from the cover of artist Matsuryu's Seikai no, no Tokushu Butai America Hen, which translates to Illustrated by Matsuru Special Forces from Around the World America Edition Art Book. Uh, that's all I have to say about this. Now, for those of you who don't know, Matsuyu is the character designer for Qualeta Code, Girls Beyond the Wasteland, and the character Aline from Queensblade. Now, what's interesting is that this the Siberia this Siberia Hill store has more anime fashion items, such as a pair of jeans with Hotaru Tomo on there for three hundred and forty dollars. What? Yes. It's called Anime Girl, but it looks just like Hotaru. Well, that's one way to get around it. It's like when you go to Spirit and you're like, "That's oh, so God, and so." Exactly yep, it's not Link. It's the hero. It's not Mario and Luigi. It's the plumbers. You know. It's not. It's not uh, Princess Peach. It's the Thought Princess. Uh, yeah. And as from I from upon me putting this together this this episode together, it's been said that you know images have been pulled. Supposedly this, the merch has been pulled. So if it has, great. If not, it soon will be. I mean, how hard is it? Well, just figure. Just saying, how hard is it to contact someone for rights to you to do a modified fan art? Oh or something? God, they didn't even try to cover that up. I know, right? Someone, someone just got lazy. Very lazy. Well, it also unfortunately, looks like it's taken from official artwork. Yeah, un unfortunately a lot of these kinds of companies will just find whatever art they mm -hmm. want online and use it. Mm -hmm. um, I follow a couple of different artists on Facebook that have had their art put into these generic kind of uh, websites and collections and things like that. Yeah. Um, it, it's not good um, because the quality of the product is usually crap. But there's really not a whole hell of a lot that the artists can do mm -hmm. except, you know, try and be loud and fight it. Yeah. Because most of them don't have the money to really go out and do what's needed. I don't know what bothers me more. The fact that someone actually did this and they're charging 340 fucking dollars for it. Mm-hmm. It's not, and not for nothing, the pictures on those things don't usually last through a wash. Not surprised. 
it's nine times out of ten somebody just printed it on some fabric paper and ironed it on. Um, yes, in a way, it's no different from like when you go to like various cosplay sites, you see known cosplayers written cosplays and they're selling it, and it's like they're endorsing it. No, they're not mm-hmm. endorsing them. And as Theo X seventy five says, three hundred and forty dollars. These types of pants are twenty bucks at the L A Fashion District. Well, there you go. <laughs> How else do you make your profit? Well, I charge a ridiculous markup because you know someone's going to be stupid enough to try and buy this. Well, there yep. you go. Oh, God. All right, let, let, let's move on, and now we're going to dive deeper into more stupidity. Oh boy. Oh, boy. Emphasis on stupidity. Uh, police in Shinjuku, Tokyo, arrested 40, a 40-year-old 40 man who works in the delivery industry for allegedly sending a threat and creating forcible obstruction of business at Game Developer Square Enix. The man <sighs> allegedly sent a threatening message to Shinjuku-based company through its website inquiry form on July 23rd. According to police, the man demanded money back for a game in his message and threatened to repeat the fire at Kyoto Animation's first studio building on July 18th. Really, dude? The man, re- <sighs> the man reported, uh, reportedly admitted to the police that he was angry after losing a game and decided to send the message. Police note that the game in question is a smartphone game it's a, that he is suspended for. The, the suspect is registered for. I don't know what the hell I was doing. Uh, in a similar incident, police arrested a 25-year-old male nursing home employee on March 29th presenting a threatening letter to Square Enix wherein he threatened to kill the company's staff. <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ, people. I know, right? <sighs> Are you demanding that they remake an old game that you liked or something? I mean, it's... even then, there's still better ways to go around it. I mean, it's... Go about getting it. I mean, it's bad enough they're remastering Final Fantasy VIII. I mean... What 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 more can you do? Uh, J- just give me my Rad Racer three and call it a fucking day. Still waiting on a three on a three DS quality Final Fantasy six remake. Uh, I want a goddamn CGI cutscene of saving Suplex in the train. Damn it, Suplex City, bitch. Anywho. Okay, Mako-chan, end this on a, on a happy note. Have at it. Yes. So, um, the International Otaku Expo Association announced on Thursday that it is working with uh, the Toshima Ward of Tokyo to host the Otaku Summit 2020 event, which would be June 27th and 28th, 2020, as an official Tokyo 2020 program event in association with the Tokyo Olympics. Um, The event is described as a place for international exchange through the otaku culture, where people from around the world who love otaku culture and world event organizations can gather. The event hosts exhibitions exhibitions about otaku culture academic conferences and seminars the event will take place in uh sunshine city and the toshima residence center 
So okay. the previous one was held in 2015, and the Olympics uh, for 2020 will be taking place between July 24th and August 9th. Uh, so this would actually be right before um, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, not for nothing, kind of cool. But the timing on it kind of sucks. Yeah. Was it intentional? Well, they're attempting because a lot of the... uh, A lot of the athletes will get to everything early. um, So they usually arrive earlier than everybody else does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. just to start training in their training facilities, make sure that, you know, everything that they have there is to their specifications, things like that. Right. Uh, the fact that the Otaku Summit is looking to be held um, almost an entire month before the Olympics even start, though, uh, I don't know really who they're looking to, you know, have go. If they're trying to make it... Uh, part of the Olympics, people aren't going to be there, you know, actual just people watching the Olympics mm-hmm. aren't going to be there yet. Well, it can't, uh, it can't be too unintentional. The uh, the lettering in the first, in the word otaku is in the same, you know, shades of uh, the Olympic rings. It's like they're assuming. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're legit trying to make it be, you know, a kind of section of the Olympics. Like, they are legit trying to actually have it be some sort of cultural event for the Olympics. Because it's... The Olympics don't just do, you know, sports. Mm -hmm. They do have cultural things set up so that foreigners can come and view it. Except that if the games don't start for another month, the people that would be going aren't going to take two months off. Ideally, they won't. True. Ideally, they can't. I don't know anybody that, you know, would be able to take vacation time in two-month increments. You know, even two weeks for most places is pushing it. So... I don't know exactly what Olympic type people they're looking to get to come to this a month in advance. <laughs> so, uh, can we move on to the really crazy stuff now? Did we, aren't we talking about the really crazy stuff now already? I thought things had already been really crazy. I know, right? Oh, great. The lines are blurry. Well, you know, when you, when you have a roving reporter, staff journalist who likes to fuck with, um, the, with the host's heads, it happens more than often than you think. Especially when that journalist isn't trying to fuck with the heads of the hosts. Right. 
No, I really try and do that when I'm not on the show and can't get yelled at. Oh, of course. <laughs> but you still get yelled at regardless. I mean... Yeah, yeah, but not right away. Yeah, but you double broke Ichigo that time. Wait, yeah. double broker? Double broker. When was this? Sometime, like, you were on the show. Gene R. Brick once says there's worse things. Uh, yeah, you should go, you should go on iTunes and check out a few of our older episodes or watch some of our older episodes this year on Twitch. Yeah, there's some interesting outlandish shit. Oh, just look at their clips. We don't have any. Nobody likes us. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm taking the second article. I'll, I'll take the first one then. I wanted the second one. Fuck. <sighs> All right. Ari, tell us about the bank. A Japanese man's bank isn't satisfied with him canceling a fixed deposit to his support his favorite idol. A fixed deposit arrangement which you agree to leave a certain amount of money in your bank account until an aged up agreed upon future date is a simple move to give your savings a little boost. After all, if you're going to be stashing those funds to your account anyway, why not make the amount official and earn a better interest rate in return? Mm -hmm. Downside, less financial flexibility. For a Japanese high school teacher and Twitter user Amada Ron, Amada underscore Ron, his personal ways of the pros and cons change over time and eventually reached a tipping point when he found himself wanting some extra cash. So he canceled the fixed deposit and went back to the bank to fill out the necessary paperwork. That's when things got awkward. He told the employee he wanted to cancel his fixed deposit. He wanted to know why. He goes, why don't we need to explain that in order to access my own money? Uh. Which is a good point. It's part of our bank's operating policy, so... I'll be using the, he said, I'll be using the money to financially support an underground idol singer. Uh-huh. Specifically, he told the banker he would be supporting a Chica idol, which literally translates to underground idol, and generally refers to new, newer, newly formed small-scale idol singer units who haven't built up the reputation necessary for large venues and high-profile tours. But the banker just told him, please wait a moment. And he returned ten minutes later. He once again directed... The banker directed Amada Ron attention to paperwork you need to fill out to cancel the fixed deposit and told him, please write travel expenses. <laughs> it, in a way, that does kind of make sense. And, of course, the netizens came in with things like, I need to give him an honest answer for everything. What, if it had been me, I would have said, I need the money to buy more anime-style cute girl dolls. Mm. That, that doesn't sound creepy at all. It, yeah. You should be free to use your money however you like. Maybe they have some sort of fraud prote protection protocol. So Underground Idol is no group, no good. Would have been okay if you said it was for a major group like AKB48 or Nukizaka46 or a K-pop group of Johnny's boy band. It's got a point. Uh. But yeah, there was a really awkward an uncomfortable conversation with what this guy wanted to do with his money and I'm pretty sure that they looked at his online transactions their fucking heads would have exploded yeah 
this shit out in the daylight is tame compared to what he probably does. I suppose so. So yeah, next. Alright. So, Nissen, the people behind Cup of Noodle, released a ramen noodle, an, an instant ramen noodle, and package looks like as if this is perfect for working out. You eat the ramen, then you do your workout. Basically, it's an ultra-nutritious instant ramen that has all the nutrients your body needs. Wow. Here's the thing. Instant ramen's pretty easy to put together. You could have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but with that salt content, it'll kill you. So, they have what's called all-in noodles. Each packet of instant ramen concludes a third of the body's daily requirement of vitamins, minerals, protein, and dietary fiber. And the ramen noodles itself, they've reduced the amount of carbohydrates by 40%. Science at work here, people. They've even made slight adjustments to the texture and the flavor, which is supposed to be a really good. Now they have plain, uh, they have plain noodles. You can get um, abura ramen, which is spicy ryu oil, chashu pork, and green onions. There's the tom yum inspired one, which is lemongrass, coconut milk, and cilantro. And tantan noodles have a fiery kick of Szechuan pepper. It only takes four minutes to cook. And that's basically is it. And it comes in a pack of six. And it looks kind of fancy. I mean, the packaging is like as if something. It looks like something that's part of your your workout. You know, you eat the noodles, you go to Planet Fitness, and you lift weights. Now you can get the all-in noodles series through Nissan's Lohako shop. A pack by itself is $3.70. The cup versions are 600 yen, which is probably like $5.70, give or take. But you can get a discount for bundled packs. And you can start placing your orders on August 19th. A part of me is kind of hoping that the local Asian or Japanese markets gets this. Because I am, I am morbidly curious to try one of these. I'll admit I am too, but it probably makes makes you shit out like fucking chunks of rocks. Ooh. Ew. Really, dude? Well, that in a way kind of coincides with our last topic of the night. Sure it does. Kinda. The topic that the two of you were too chicken shit to read about. Who are you calling a chicken? Shit. Fuck you. Anyway. I'm just like, yeah, no thanks. Hmm. Fuck this. So, yeah, we're going to talk about... Words, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about Tenga. 
Um, for those of you that don't know what that is, basically it is the uber popular Japanese masturbatory uh, toy product for men. Um, so they've basically unveiled the world's first masturbatory aid vending machines in, of course, Japan, because, <laughs> you know, it's Japan. The Florida of Asia. So now you can self-serve self 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <sighs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, basically, it's uh, just a row of vending machines. They are packed with the brand's popular cup and spinner products in a variety of colors, along with their uh, night charge energy drink to keep you going all night long. Talk about maximum overdrive. Yeah. Uh, to further protect interested customers from prying eyes of the public, they have installed the new machines in a private space behind a Noren curtain that makes it look more like a public bathhouse than a sex toy purchasing area. Um, not that you wouldn't know, because there are signs all over the outside of this thing, including a huge light-up one that says Tango. <laughs> And a big um, window covering sign that says, Love Me Tanga. Yeah. Uh, so the vending machines are equipped with age identification systems similar to those on machines that sell alcohol and tobacco products around Japan. On either side of the vending machines are screens with instructional videos showing how to use the product. Lord! <laughs> Uh, the new vending machines began operating on August 1st in Tsukino, which is a well-known red light district in Sapporo on Japan's northern island. According to the company, the machines are conveniently located in an area that's surrounded by single residence apartments, and approximately 300 people visited the new vending machines on opening day. Ugh. Uh, the three machines that are there right now are being used as a test trial with more locations to follow in the future, depending on the success of the self-serve system. So, you get you some. One stroke at a time. You can't get you some. All they need is Cialis in there, and you're, and you're all set. Uh, thanks, Ranger Strangers. Some days I'm impressed by the Japanese ingenuity of vending machines. Then there are days like today. <sighs> Genar Brick1 says, They have everything in vending machines in Japan, it seems. I'm like, well, I mean, if you can buy used, uh, schoolgirls used panties in a vending machine, a stroking device is not too far off. If you can buy a mystery box that you have no idea what it is in a vending machine, it could just be a box of rocks. There's not much else that, uh, you know, you can go worse than. I mean, they put bugs in vending machines and sell bugs.
And I know we've talked on here that they've sold letters from your little sister. Yes, and written in a way that you should not be reading them. What, do you mean the overly lustful attraction or these, or the I'm going to rip your skin off and make it into a dress fashion? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, every guy wants to go and get a letter that starts with Oni-chan! There's a few of them that run through cons that are all for that. Keep them away from me. Yeah, there's some hentai like that. Yeah. Oh, God! What? Gina Brick One says, I'm surprised you can't use the vetting machine as self pleasure. Do not give these people any ideas! Dude, they're gonna be some unemployed man that is going to do this. <laughs> well, first, someone's gonna fuck a vending machine, and then someone's gonna draw an anthropomorphic version of that vending machine, which they are going to fuck. Vending machine, Chan. Because, of course. Because this planet hates us. <laughs> That's gonna make a really weird Autobot. <laughs> At least we know where the Matrix God of Leadership damn, is. <laughs> well, he's talking about anthropomorphic, you know, vending machines, and my first impression went... Autobot! Autobots assemble! Autobots transform and stroke out? Oh. <laughs> oh. Ranger Serena says, My boyfriend didn't believe me about the used underwear. He dove down that rabbit hole trying to prove me wrong. Good news, you'll never see him again. <laughs> Like, what did you find in the vending machine today? A hat for my cat? That's... And you? What did you find? No! <laughs> this box of rocks! Good job, Charlie Brown. I got a rock. <laughs> I mean, CVS actually has vending machines here on the subway for various things, including condoms but in a way this is not too far from the truth it's not much of a stretch but still not for nothing the fact that most places should have condoms in a vending machine just because it's such a high theft item would probably save them a shit ton of money uh. You know, Japan has got one thing going with all these vending machines, you know, because I wouldn't mind just walking down the street and grabbing a hot coffee without having to go and talk to somebody. Yeah, I mean, there are some machines like that here, but they're kind of far and few to find. Mm-hmm. And the coffee's not that good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Shall we wrap things up? Please. Okay, I, I legitimately like the sound of that. So if you like the show, tell a friend. 
they in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this show for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find not just our weekly podcast, but links to our cosplay photos, links to our YouTube videos from conventions, cosplay reviews, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay videos, anime reviews, convention reviews, editorials, and so much more. And all that is at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, you can take us on the go. Whatever podcast app you use, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, CastBox, iHeartRadio, search Anime Jam Session. You'll catch all of our latest episodes there. And Gina Brick wants this great show. Thank you, Gina. We appreciate that. Spread the good word if you can. And don't forget, if you, you can also find us on social media, Anime Jam Session through YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We have fans all over. So to everybody who follows us there, Thank you so much. We couldn't do the show without you. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako. I need about an eight-hour nap. Mm. <laughs> Last words, Ari. I should probably do some grocery shopping like after work so I have some lunch for the rest of the week. Mm. My last words, I feel you on that sleep thing. I was out with friends last night, and it took me two hours to get home. I keep forgetting how fucked up the subway is after 11 o'clock. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Anime Jam Session. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. So, we're going to get up on out of here. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. I think we're good and we're golden, and we actually have like a minute before the track ends. I think I have a new record on get getting out our outro. So uh, I I think that's it. I I'm gonna go ahead and shut down the surface. So that's it. We're out of here. I'm getting kind of thirsty. Good night, y'all. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!